Do you hear that? Stop. Listen for a sec. That's the sound of background noise, and it's starting right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. As always, I'm super excited for today's episode, but today's episode is going to be just kick-ass. That's going to be the best way to describe it. I'm sitting down with Brandon and Keenan from Whale and the Wolf, one of Edmonton's favorite bands. Like, I'll be honest, I think I think you guys are pretty big in Edmonton anyways, and just I feel like whenever you do something, people are really supportive of it. Um, so I'm really stoked to talk about it because you guys just released your first full-length album. You've been a band for a really long time. I mean, since 2017, I think. Um, but Or sorry, 2015 was the first EP. But we finally got that first full album. We're definitely going to chat a lot about that, but I always like to get the show started. You guys can just tell me a little bit about yourselves as musicians, your band, kind of your little shtick. Yeah, I mean, like, we started Whale back in 2013. It was kind of like a brainchild of Ryan and Lucas, the singer and bass player, one of their bands ending and one of my bands ending at the time. And then Keenan's always been a part of it from the very beginning, um, like being like featured on certain songs. But yeah, the first EP came out in 2015, and this record is uh, kind of the brainchild of the last 10 years. That's yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I don't think I have anything to contribute. Nailed it. <laughs> well, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourselves as musicians? How did you um, start playing guitar and keys and kind of your little journey there? Okay, so the guitar thing, I started playing when I was 11 years old. My dad had a bit of a life crisis and he wanted to buy an electric guitar and teach himself how to play. So he brought me to the guitar store. Um, as an 11 year old, you're kind of looking at all the kind of shiny instruments on the wall. And immediately I was like, oh, like I would love to start playing. And I had no idea like anything about music, didn't even like specifically listen to any sp bands specifically. And then a friend of his gave me a guitar with two strings on it. And um, I pretty much just went through my dad's record collection and cassette collection and would throw it in my ghetto blaster and hit a uh, hit play and just try and find each individual note. And I would take like hours to try and figure that out. But yeah, I kind of picked up a guitar at a young age and then taught myself how to play through my dad's record collection. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I love it. For, uh, for me with a keyboard, I actually, my dad had an electric guitar that was just sitting in the closet for years and I wanted to play it. But my parents told me that I had to learn piano first to learn some fundamentals of music. So they put me in piano lessons and I did it for like five years or something like that. In the last like two or three, two or three years, I just kept repeating the same grade over and over. Cause I would stare at my dad's electric guitar while practicing. And like, I just sucked at piano by the end. Well, I wasn't that bad, but I, I just wanted to play guitar. So I eventually switched over to that and I got into like punk rock music and stuff like that. And I played in a bunch of bands through um, high school and a little bit after. Um, and then I met this group called Forrester and they needed a piano player. And I was like, oh, I could totally just play guitar for you instead. I don't really play piano anymore. And uh, they had a really cool way of, of writing piano in their band. And they just needed the, the lead singer wanted to just be a lead singer and uh, switch over from that. So I hopped in that band and played for years with those guys. And that's where I met Whale and the Wolf and piano kind of moved its way back into my life full-time and I play very little guitar now and uh yeah <laughs> right on 
That's funny. Let's uh, talk about some of your latest songs off that first full-length album. The album, by the way, is called Envy. I forgot to say that earlier, which is super cool. And I love, um, especially with these like later singles and this later album, I really like like your branding and your imaging with it. I thought it was really, really thought out and really well done um, because like when I'm scrolling my feed, I know immediately when it's like a whale in the wolf post before I even actually see that it's one of your posts, which I think is just awesome. So good job on it that. It worked, Brandon. It worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> good job, Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't did three years of my BBA in marketing. So like that. Oh, yeah. awesome. Well, that's <laughs> nice to hear. <laughs> Let's talk about that latest single that you dropped off that album, though. Closer. Why don't you tell me a little bit about writing that song? I actually, in, in, as I was sort of switching back to playing piano more, more frequently um, from my electric guitar days, I, I woke up one night from this like hazy weird dream and I had that melody stuck in my head which is like a mix of like a it feels like video gamey like Donkey Kong Country or something like that or Final Fantasy I don't know what it is but um I had that melody stuck in my head and I played it and recorded it um and then I found myself just like trying to make it work into a song for almost like 10 years and I was just kind of fussing with it myself and I wanted to selfishly like make something cool out of it and I couldn't get it to work and then finally uh whale was in like a really good spot with writing we had some time and we had some creative juices flowing and I was like maybe I'll maybe I'll show them maybe they maybe they'll have some ideas and we finished the song in a day (laughs) one single day I shouldn't have waited that long to show them but uh yeah it was it was just like a weird melody from a dream that just kept repeating and uh I think Brandon, if this is right, I think we just like hit record in the jam space. I showed it to you guys. We ran through it a few times and it's almost like ad libbed almost oh. each part. Like cool. we just jammed it out. Right. Yeah. Like, like my earliest memory of that song was actually, wait, we did a show in Calgary. Um, not this past one, but the one before I think it was like just over a year and a half ago. And Keenan played that piano part during the sound check. Yeah, that's when I showed it to you guys. <laughs> yeah, and, and we were all like, what is that? Like, is that yours? And essentially, like, we kind of just jammed it out as a band on stage during soundcheck and came up with some of the parts. Yeah. And there was a bit of a bass that was created during a soundcheck. And then, yeah, like Keenan said, we banged it out in a day. Like, the whole the whole song, basically. Yeah, when the songs come together that quick... Um we try not to touch them too much in the studio or, or at least be like, like honor the, uh, the, the speedy version. Cause it just feels something feels a little different about those ones. You feel like you're tapped into something a little bit. Yeah. What a great story about the power of teamwork. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> the power of teamwork. And you're, totally right with that too like sometimes you just lay down a song and it's just like what it is supposed to be naturally and sometimes those really like jammy songs are some of the best ones right like it was awesome yeah yeah and it kind of feels like a little bit magical when it like whether it's like keenan bringing a part or lucas or myself or anyone in the band and um when you can all just like start shooting out ideas and Mm -hmm. everything so well that is awesome 
Um, and that was one of those songs that felt like that. Just it came together effortlessly. Any equal contribution yeah. from all five of us. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for writing that part 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> what does, uh, I mean, I guess you mentioned a little bit, but what does the writing process normally look like for the songs? It's all over the place, actually. I think that yeah. I, I think I can speak on behalf of all of us. Like that might be our favorite way to do it is one, one person has an idea. There, there is something like truly magical when you get five people with different opinions and it just sinks together on the fly. Um, but yeah, we have like, um, oh, there's so many different ways we've done it. Um, I think veins Ryan had the melody like the the vocal melody for veins while he was sweeping in his house and yeah. he recorded it because like the percussive nature of his sweeping gave him the chorus of that song um brandon you brought guitar parts to the band and built off of that um we've done it where one person comes together and like writes an entire chorus or a riff and then we build off that um yeah i don't know how was it in the early days with whale before i, I joined think, actually like with this record it kind of hits all of the spectrums of how we've written in the last yeah started so there'd be times like where we'll like we were saying about closer like someone brings an idea and you feed off of that and a lot of like the songs on the record we were working on over the quarantine so yeah. we had to kind of adapt to a different way of collaborating with each other and when you're locked in your house and we like we're so used to getting together and kind of feeding off of each other there was a bit of an adaptation to getting used to this new way of writing and recording and really just trying to keep it where we are still feeling really creative. Mm -hmm. And there are songs on the record that were completely written by just sending clips to each other. And, um, and that's something that, yeah, we learned a lot from that. And I think it made everyone better songwriters in a way and more comfortable like working with each other on different levels right on well let's spin closer and then when we come back we'll play and talk about a couple more songs off that latest and first full-length album envy but first here's closer
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. I'm sitting down with Brandon and Keenan from Whale and the Wolf. Just an awesome Edmonton, like, alt-rock band. They are, they've been one of my favorite Edmonton bands for years. We just listened to Closer. That is off their first full-length album, Envy. And, like, I I really like how you started putting out, like, I don't know if this was intentional, but, like, singles to the album, like, long before. Because, like, I, like, when Midnight Riot first came out after, what was that, like, two years without, like, a new song-ish, uh, that song kicks ass. Like, I, I don't know what about it. I just love that song. And it's just, like, it tells such a fun story and i feel like that one needs to be in like a fast and furious or like car race movie <laughs> of some sort <laughs> totally yeah yeah that actually is my favorite song on the record <laughs> but yeah no you're right yeah so hopefully they put that in a fast and furious movie fast and furious 14 or whatever it is <laughs> why don't you tell me a little bit about uh writing that song all right. So before we uh, jumped into the studio back in 2019, um, we had a handful of songs that we brought to the table with um, a couple producers out of Nashville. Um, and we needed to kind of throw in one more song. And that song came together like a week before we jumped into the studio. And actually, the other day, Keenan sent uh, a file of what the old version <laughs> of The Night Riot was. And it's kind of funny. Like, I remember when we brought it to the studio, they kept referring it to George of the Jungle because I had this real, like, <laughs> like a weird kind of, uh, I don't know, like jungle feel to it. Yeah. And uh, Ryan's vocals actually were pretty close to the same, like in the newer version compared to the demo. But yeah, that was one that we were kind of on the fence about. And we were able to get some outside opinion and work it to a spot that made it like like you said like a bit of a story that has that feel of like kind of an intense rock song yeah uh, that one was kind of like the taps wide open we just blasted out a bunch of ideas and we're like we knew something was good there but we're like i don't think it's exactly like this yeah and they helped us refine it it was uh it was good to have them kind of jump on too, like to yep. get out the jungle feel of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> away from that a little bit yeah uh where did you go about recording this song again recorded here in edmonton at the audio department we wanted to try and keep as much of the stuff that we've recorded in in canada at least and in alberta um so typically we've like flown in producers um from elsewhere if we wanted to work with people outside of the city okay gotcha let's also talk about one of your other earlier ones also on the album veins we did mention it earlier um as Ryan just made that one up sweeping, which I love. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, that one came out in 21, and it has a killer music video with it. Love the music video to that one. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that video? I, th- I I wrote and directed that video, but I can't think right now, Brandon. <laughs> Did you get me to do it? Why can't I think right now? Oh, my God. We, we wanted to – let me see if I can sputter something out. We wanted to try and – uh, that song is is about vices and addiction of any any kind, right? So we wanted to to 
try and symbolize that without showing anything literal. And that we, we rented like an Airbnb and did the shoot in two days ourselves and stuff. And uh, we wanted to show that that isolation that you feel um, when something has control or power over you and how alone you feel. But um, I'm not sure if it's like crystal clear in the video, but the, the four of us are already in that space. And the video is kind of chronicling um, Ryan's slip into that darkness and joining us there, even though we're all alone, we're kind of sharing in that sensation together. Yeah. Does that work? <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> totally. Uh, do you write and direct most of the music videos? Um, up into I've, most of the old ones. I think there's like five that I did. Um, that's kind of how I got started in this band. I tricked these guys into making me a member. <laughs> Back when uh, uh, when So It Goes and Touch and Sky were all songs, I was doing album artwork for the the band, and we we had some ideas for music videos. Um, so I started shooting and, and directing and doing that stuff for the band, and then slowly I would play one more song each time they played a show with them. <laughs> Creeped my way into the band. Yeah, squeaky boy. <laughs> I like it. And I'm also glad you mentioned those earlier songs. We're going to talk about them when we come back, because uh, one of them is my absolute favorite song ever. It's even in the elite, the elite liked songs on Spotify. But first, we're going to listen to Midnight Riot and then Veins. <laughs>
Listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. And we are back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. We're sitting down with a couple of guys from Whale and the Wolf. Just listened to a couple of their older singles that were on uh, this latest album, Envy. But I want to take it back and we're going to talk about some of the just singles that you have. One in particular is. Just one of my favorite songs ever. It's on that elite liked songs playlist, uh, Staring at the Sky. I love that one. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that song? That one is, that's like a old, really old one. And that's, it's not on the record, but um, that song came together in under a half an hour. Um, I had that main guitar part and it kind of came out by accident. We were just jamming while everyone was setting up. Yeah, basically just started playing the main part and everyone kind of had like a little bit of a feel and idea for it and yeah just kind of 
built it off of that and we wrote the entire song at the jam space in less than an hour the whole song of staring at the sky but that that's an old one that's like 2016 i think we recorded that that was back back to the roots <laughs> i always dig i always dig real deep and we'll talk about too the first ep in a little bit but we'll leave that you said you did the artwork for the album though that's cool tell me about that i've been doing the artwork for the band since uh the first single was touch brandon had like i was working like closely with you brandon i think the band had an idea but you had a pretty vivid idea of um how to tie those singles together so we used that kind of the, the circle that was like resembling the sun and the moon and stuff like that um to unify those three and then uh when it came time to put out the next release this album i started chipping away at that one i think i actually had the design done in uh early 2020 before the planet exploded um and then we slowly just released it piece by piece cool i like that i like that you still do the images too because like yeah like i said i really i really like the cohesiveness of this like more recent songs and singles it just it looks great yeah thank, thank you thank you <laughs> Uh, Brandon, can you actually tell me a little bit about the song Touch? Because I wanted to play that one too. Okay, that, that one was a weird writing process. Um, there was a song that Ryan and I had written together, and we tried all these different versions of it and just couldn't find something that really worked. So we got together at the jam space, just the two of us, and could, still couldn't like figure out what to do with this other idea that I had. So... I just actually started playing the song that I had written backwards and with those chords, which like start off the song touch. Um, yeah, reversed it from what I had before. And then Ryan came up with the vocal melody pretty much on the spot. And we wrote the chorus in that song first. So that song was definitely one of the ones that was a bit harder to find the groundwork with, but it took a, like kind of a little bit of a light bulb thing. Like, okay, let's just try it not overthink it let's play it backwards and, and then yeah, <laughs> like in it on the spot with like a a bit of a hook and we fed off of that and when we were in the studio we really kind of broke it down and found like i guess brought the energy that we were going for with it to life but yeah that one was definitely took a bit to find some inspiration there right on well let's spin those two songs and then when we come back we're gonna take it all the way to 2015 with that self-titled EP.
Listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. Thank you so much for listening to Background Noise today. Sitting down with a couple guys from Whale and the Wolf, just a kick-ass Edmonton rock band. Best way to describe it. We just listened to some of their earlier singles, "Staring Out the Sky," one of my absolute personal favorites, and then "Touch." But I want to take it all the way back 
2015 and talk about that self-titled EP. <laughs> Can you remember oh, putting together very well, yeah. that EP and writing those songs? Yeah. I mean, where do you want to start with it? <laughs> the song I wanted to play from there. Again, it did take me a little bit, but like Shiver is my favorite song off of that EP. Specifically just when you talk about Devil's Lake, because I do live in that era. And when I first heard that, I was like, hey, I know that lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Inner are kind of like originally from out in that direction as well. But yeah, Shiver is actually a song that Lucas and Ryan had before this band. So um, in their previous group, they were playing Shiver. And right when Whale started, we played um, like actually a really small bar in Miskew, like an acoustic type show. And Lucas and Ryan were playing and I was just improvising Shiver while they were playing it. And I was not trying not to mess up what they created. And from there, it some new kind of uh, hooky parts came in. The brain, uh, the brain of that song comes from Ryan and Lucas before this band started. Right on. Well, why don't you tell me where where did you record the first EP? Uh, the first EP was recorded at a place called the Physics Lab, which is in South Edmonton. We got really lucky with doing uh, the first song we actually recorded there was Do It Loud. And it was kind of a, a bit of a test run. And at that time, we had no intentions with any of these songs kind of being what they are now or even pursuing this band. And we really clicked writing and recording together and we did it with uh, Terry Palick, who is out of the uh, physics lab there. And he really brought out some texture and like a bit of a sonic feel that I don't think that we necessarily knew we were going for. And yeah, that's pretty much like it stemmed from Do It Loud. And we did the entire EP minus the song Thread, which was done with a friend of mine called uh, named Greg Wright. Um, that whole EP was recorded at the physics lab working with Terry there. But yeah, he was a big part in creating like uh, a bit of the sound for us. Nice. Now, looking back on that 2015 EP, what do you think is the biggest difference in in your music early between that EP and this album? <laughs> it's better. <laughs> the EP the EP's better. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the big thing is Keenan and Joel joining the band. The writing process significantly changed when they joined and they added so much more to the writing process. So that I would say is the biggest difference. Yeah, they were the cherry on top with really taking. I do want to say, though, like with with two people joining that have like creative ideas to a group that's already been writing together that it sounds like a recipe for disaster. (laughs) So what's remarkable is that like right off the bat, we've all clicked, like instantly we all clicked right away and we were very respectful of each other's ideas and like trying new ideas out fully. Um, it's just been like a pleasure to write with these guys. So um, I think we've also like not just having two more voices in it, but we've, when you, when you collaborate like that, you grow a ton. So there's, there's a lot of growth individually in, for for every single person as well as just adding two more voices. I think that's what you're hearing too. Beautiful. Well, let's spin Shiver from that uh, 2015 self-titled EP. Uh, And then when we come back, I actually want to talk about some of the side projects.
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. Sitting down with Brandon and Keenan from Whale of the Wolf. We just listened to Shiver off the 2015 self-titled EP quite a while back there. What a difference in the sound like it still sounds the same but you can tell that you guys are more refined artists now essentially it's like you you could hear the subtleties uh but i want to talk about some of the side projects we'll start with was it your first project forrester keenan yeah yeah tell me a little bit about that project that project is what have we've been calling it aggressive piano rock for a while there's a lot of punk and a lot of rock influence in that and one goal that the band has always had is to not use like keyboard sounds or a second guitar or something like that but use the piano as that either the extra rhythm instrument taking the place of the rhythm guitar or taking the lead and the lead guitar takes rhythm and just trying to balance that out with with upbeat intense vocals and and melodies and stuff like that um so that that band has taken a few different forms but um yeah, the it's there's uh I don't know if I like run through each person. We don't need to do that, but it's it's a killer group. You should you should check it out. We've got like some new music that we're working on right now. Um we're we're trying to put together another full length, but um for the time being there there's gonna be some singles coming out. And the latest one is Can't Sleep. Ooh, noted. If you like Foxy Foxy Shazam in <laughs> bands like that, you'll like this. I've honestly I'm invested. I'm gonna be listening to this. Because uh, I did I did listen to a couple of songs off of Vanity, the 2016 album. Uh, I, w- I want to play Doubt because I love... Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, that like the piano intro in it. I loved that. Uh, why don't you tell me a bit about that song? That one, I don't know if James wants me to tell people that he got high and wrote the guitar part, but that's what <laughs> happened. That one was a... Why a rock star getting high and writing a song? That's unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> This is the first time, I'm pretty sure it's the first time this ever happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just, uh, we were, we were. I think we, were, we must have been like halfway through writing that, that album and we were looking to kind of explore a bit more. And he wrote that big, crazy riff, which originally had singing over it and it was a bit too much. But um, yeah, that band, we, we functioned kind of how, how whale got to in the pandemic, which is sending voice memos and stuff to each other. So a lot of things like sometimes you'll get an entire chorus and verse completely flushed out. And then all that's missing are vocals. And sometimes it's like vocals, everything, drums, guitar, it's all done and they just need piano. So I think that one, everything was done except for piano. And I added that in later. I can't remember. Maybe James wrote some of that. I, I don't, it was a while ago long time ago but the the lines are blurry with who writes what in that band a lot of it is uh, our, our drummer james and our singer wayne right on we'll play that one in a couple minutes another one i want to mention as well is one of your drummers uh his project they just released their first song not that long ago uh woo, woo! congratulations uh raining yeah, in boy. july uh the band is called alcoves we're going to play raining in july I don't know if you guys can talk about that, but 
Tell me a little bit about your drummer and this little project that he's got going. Joel is the genius in the band. He, uh, it's one of the, like, it's a newer project that he's working on that um, him and one of his good friends, Robbie, um, have kind of started with a friend of theirs out of Victoria. They really kind of uh, gravitate towards that, like, dream pop shoegaze type feel with alcoves. But I mean, pretty much everything that Joel has release as a side project and to add to Forrester is probably my favorite things that have honestly come out of Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't want to speak too much for Joel on that project. But um yeah, I uh, I think um it's of that very like dream pop shoegaze feel that it's a nice like dr- drive with your windows down in the summertime kind of vibe. Yeah. They got a bunch of stuff cooking. <laughs> it's it's definitely gonna be yeah, it's definitely going to be a bit of a vibe check <laughs> from Forrester. That's for sure. I'm going to play them back to back. <laughs> but we'll spin those. And then when we come back, we're going to uh, bring it back to you guys and talk about a couple more songs off your latest album, Envy.
to background noise like what you hear follow us on instagram at background noise the show for links to episodes playlists and more thank you so much for tuning in to background noise today we're sitting down with brandon and keenan from whale and the wolf we just listened to just a couple of other songs from some other side projects that they got going on one from forrester and another one from the alcoves you'll have to keep an eye on both of those projects because they will also be releasing new music coming soon so keep your ears peeled for that but i want to take it back to this album that you guys just released let's talk about the song tales why don't you tell me a bit about that one that was another one that came together super quick it was at the jam space i think it was in 2015 that we wrote that song and i had that kind of main riff and we just played it all the way through. And yeah, that was the song that came together in 30 minutes. So Tales, I came in with the riff. Everyone immediately kind of jumped in on it. But we wanted to record that song for the last few years. And we just couldn't really capture that live feel that translates at the show to the studio. So working with Brian Monkars that we did a handful of the songs on the record with, we were able to like really kind of dive into honing in on that live feel and i think it really translates on the record with that but yeah that's something that we've had for quite a while that we've been on the fence with yeah i remember going to whale on the wolf shows before i was in the band and like remembering you guys playing that because of the cowbell part it stuck out a lot it was super catchy but it just yeah it never made it onto recording until now i'm pumped it did though used to be called lady but yeah. then we hard time figuring out we wanted to change the name we were trying to pick between two and it wasn't working so we decided to flip a coin and then we didn't like either of the names we picked but the coin landed on tails so we picked <laughs> yeah. that instead but yeah that's why it's named tails yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like it i know you guys have played a couple live shows now with this album release what has been your favorite song off the album to play live so far you go first Keenan. living in my head that one's i think yeah it's actually like a little technical with each of the parts that we're doing. Each each instrument has like a bit of a hook to it as opposed to just just providing support for the other instruments. And I always enjoy seeing all those pieces come together when we play that live. It's one we got to pay attention to while we're playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for myself, I would say Closer and Midnight Riot are my two. I go back and forth between those two. Oh, I feel like Midnight Riot would be just so awesome live. <laughs> like up in my basement with a Bluetooth <laughs> yeah. speaker and just play Midnight Riot. Sometimes, <laughs> amazing. I get a 
I'll kick out of those live. Sweet. Well, we're going to spin tails. And then when we come back, unfortunately, got to wind down the show a little bit here. But I do have one more song to play us out. Uh, it was mentioned already previously in this episode, but we haven't talked about it yet. So we'll talk about that when we come back. But first, here's Tales. <laughs> Listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. And thank you so much for tuning into Background Noise today. This has been an absolutely killer episode, I must say. We're sitting down with Brandon and Keenan from Whale and the Wolf, a just absolute riot of a band from Edmonton. One day I will see a live show. I wanted to go to the one that just happened on Friday here. But I was on vacation. I was out of town. So I was like, I missed it. And Medical Pilot was opening. Oh. Yes. I love those guys. I've seen them. Those guys are great. Yeah, I've seen them live before. <laughs> They're a freaking riot too. But how has your little tour been going so far? How have those live shows been doing for you? There's only been two so far, but they're fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, I don't know. Exceeded expectations. It's been great. I think I think one of the cool things was we haven't played an Edmonton headline show in was it over three years, Keenan? Like it's yeah, maybe even longer. It's yeah. been a long, long time. So one of the things that I think we all got a little bit giddy about was the lineup that was outside of Starlight Room and being able to actually play a sold out show at the Starlight Room. 
that was a a bit of a bucket list thing for Def- all of us. And um I don't think we necessarily like we were shooting to have that happen, but I don't think we all expected it. And um that felt pretty awesome. Like <laughs> being able to see kind of everyone uh or and like friends and family too and but yeah like piled outside the venue and then um calgary was great um that's been a market that we've been working since the band started and this past weekend i would say is definitely my favorite calgary show we've ever played personally Definitely. Me too. We played a new venue that just opened up called Modern Love. If anyone knows the Buckingham here in Edmonton, it's the same guys that just opened up that venue and it's awesome. Sweet. And yeah, you got lots more dates on the tour. Uh, So if you're listening, follow Whale and the Wolf on Instagram. They'll have the tour dates there. You do not want to be like a fool like me and miss these shows. I mean, granted, I live in Edmonton, so I'll get a lot more chances to see you guys. But... You guys are going to want to go to the show real bad. Uh, I want to talk about one more song off of your latest album, Envy. And you actually mentioned it, Keenan, as your favorite song to play live, Living in My Head. Why don't you tell me a bit about that song? We were kind of mentioning that um, as a result of the pandemic, our writing changed a little bit. This one, I feel, is probably the prime example of that, right, Brandon? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So... I had a lot more time on my hands. I do like graphic design and branding for musicians and the, and when the entire music industry disappeared, I had time to kill. So I started like breaking down drum parts on songs that I like, I don't play the drums, but I got really into like working in logic and in writing songs like as a whole. So I had been working on that chorus for a while, picking apart, each instrument. Um, I didn't have any vocals, but once I had it kind of like well-rounded and I liked the drum part that I wrote and all that stuff, then I brought it to the band as like a jumping off point that had like already a vibe to it, not just a riff. And then, yeah, we kind of, I don't remember if we jammed that one out quickly, but it's, it was a lot of like learning that first chorus and then seeing what happens after we're done playing it or what we feel like playing right before playing that part or whatever, but always having that as our, our grounding to, to go back to. And I think, I think the vocals took quite a while on that one. We went through like two or three different versions of melodies and lyrics because we'd never written anything like that. Like I, I know that the entire song got finished with all of the instruments before the vocals were written. That was a new, a new thing for us too. So then you're kind of like, like writing a song karaoke style, which was very new for us as a band and for Ryan. But I, I really like how it came together and I think it opened up some doors. We don't have to write all our songs like that, but uh, we now know we can. And there's there's another tool in the belt. Yeah, right on. Honestly, I love talking about just all, I feel like how all the songs have actually come together so differently. Like I interview I talk to a lot of musicians and a lot of them have like the exact same. They're like, this is my formula for writing a song. But it's been really cool to hear that you guys are just so collaborative and you can just like work together so well. Every song has like a different kind of way it came together. And I love that. Keeps us on our toes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Before we spin that song and head off, is 
I know we have the tour and you guys just released an album. You have given us so much already. <laughs> but is there anything else we should keep an eye on you from? How much do we say, Brandon? <laughs> uh, we have a video coming out for the new yeah. Um, Keenan, you'll be uh, you're the video guy. I was. We we worked with someone else for this one. We worked with Michael Maxis. He's in, Michael Maxis. He's incredible. He's like an LA based. He's he's from Edmonton, but he moved out to LA, and he came back here to shoot this video with us. And it was like like I had many moments while we were filming it where like my my thirteen and fourteen year old self was just weeping inside because it was a dream come true to work at this scale. It was really cool. We shot it macro. If anyone knows what that means, it's like basically like looking through a microscope like super super close so you can see like the dust under brandon's fingernails while he's playing um we got some other cool shots too but we got to work with like an actor that um and like put together a little bit of a, a narrative in that one too and and build a vibe around it shooting it in like an abandoned parking lot here in edmonton but uh yeah that one's coming out soon Hey, that's awesome. I can't wait to see this. You talked it up too. This sounds really good. I'm excited to hear it <laughs> or excited to see it. I will link them, of course, in the description and everything like that. Make it really easy for you to find because uh, we're going to be wanting to keep an eye or an ear rather on Whale and the Wolf, uh, Forrester and the Alcoves. We got so much stuff happening from you guys. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today and telling me all about the songs old and new i really enjoyed chatting with you guys again thanks thanks for having us yeah thank you so much this is living in my head off of whale and the wolf's first full-length album envy
Well, that's all I got for today, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in to Background Noise. I had a blast. And hey, you know what? If you're a Canadian musician as well and you're thinking, I want to be on the show, just click the link in our Instagram bio at Background Noise the Show and we'll try to set something up.